Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through that illusion of separation. And I know, in fact, I'm almost confident if you come with an open heart during this hour and open mind, you're going to hear something that opens you to that infinite field of possibility in relationship to your health. So, why do I say that? Well, imagine tens of thousands of people healed from ailments that have been misdiagnosed, wrongly treated, or that have baffled medical professionals. How? Well, we're, we're going to talk about this. By one man listening to a divine voice, he calls Spirit of the Most High, that literally speaks into his ear, telling him what is at the root of people's pain or illness, and what they need to restore their health. Today, we're going to explore new ways of looking at medical mysteries, and we have him right here. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest. Anthony William was born with a unique ability to converse spirit, who provides him with extraordinarily active accurate health information that's often far ahead of its time. Since the age of four, when he shocked his family by announcing that his symptom-free grandmother had lung cancer, yep, he was, he was four years old, Anthony has been using his gift to read people's conditions and tell them how to recover their health. His unprecedented accuracy and success rate have earned him the trust and love of thousands worldwide who couldn't find a way to heal until he provided them with insights from spirit. Anthony has become an invaluable resource to doctors who need help solving their most difficult cases. And now he is a best-selling author. Congratulations. The book Medical Medium is out and it's hit the New York Times best-selling list. Welcome, Anthony. It's great to be here. So exciting. Thank you. Mm, You're welcome. (laughs) I love the introduction because it's just so much to take in just in a small little paragraph, but I'm really looking forward to unpacking it and expanding it throughout this hour. There's so much that where we could take this conversation. There's so much good stuff in your book and wow, where to begin. But we have a traditional question here on the show, Anthony. So I'm (laughs) going to begin right there, which is Anthony William. What does all things connected mean to you? What does all things connected? Compassion. That mean, that's what that means to me. Um, compassion, having compassion to yourself. Because what happens is that we, we, we have love for ourselves. We, you know, that's the whole thing. We need to have more love for ourselves. We need to love ourselves. It, that's critical. But the compassion part is is the big piece. That's, that's about the all things connected. Because compassion means everything without compassion, then we don't know anything about suffering. 
and we don't know how to help the suffering and we're not aware of it, regardless of what it is on the planet that's happening or occurring. The things that are going wrong on the, the planet and the things are going that could be going better in different ways. Compassion is the key. And so that that's what it means to me when you say that. Mm, that's interesting. What an interesting response. And um, I really just want to just pause for a second because compassion is a real healing elixir for so many people. And I know you've gotten really specific about healing modalities through nutrition and other things that people can do. But I just want to acknowledge that wisdom right here that that compassion is a healing elixir as well. Do you agree? I do. I do. Because people are hard on themselves and 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 don't give themselves enough credit for what they're doing, their purpose, what they're accomplishing every day, how they are helping out others. And and so people are really hard on themselves and they, they have to still have that compassion for themselves. And that's critical. And of course, for others and listening to others with that compassion. And, and it's it's just that important. It really is one of these healing tools, these healing piece, pieces that Everybody has the right to have and be involved with. And so many people, we kind of forget about it or we push it away or we, we harden up and we have a lot of armor around us. So we can't kind of let that compassion in or at least even let it in for ourselves to to let ourselves know, hey, you know, you're, you're doing okay. You know, you've been through some hard times and you struggled or you don't feel well, but you're a good person and you need to, you need to kind of validate that. Compassion is also about validation. Mm, I like that. Yeah, we're really usually most hard on ourselves. So, well, let's start at the beginning here, Anthony, because your story is so interesting. And at a very young <laughs> age, you had this spirit come and begin speaking to you, and then this gift was affirmed and validated for you at the tender age of four. Tell us about your story. How did this begin for you? You know, for me, I woke up one morning, and I heard a voice. It sounded like someone was standing right there, and I was just laying in bed and just standing over me or on the side of me, and as if, you know, someone would walk up to you and start talking. And the voice said that, this voice was going to be with me for the rest of my life. And I was in total confusion for the moment. I actually jumped out of bed scared. I ran to the window and I looked outside thinking, is it somebody outside? Is someone talking to me from outside? And hopped back in bed and the voice was there again. So I hopped out of bed, ran downstairs. Um, and it started that day. I didn't hear the voice again until dinner time when I was sitting in my chair and we were at the table and the voice came again and told me to walk up to my grandmother. And I put my hand on her chest and the voice said, say lung cancer. And I tried to say it. And the voice said, say, you know, say grandma has lung cancer. And I pronounced it and said it and everybody was in an uproar. And uh, because there's no reason why I should be saying that at all <laughs> and for multitudes of reasons, especially back then, lung cancer was not on the really on the radar as far as far as being something that's all over press or all over wherever, you know, so it was it was this uh, a very strange occurrence. So out of curiosity, because it was so different or so shocking that a few weeks later she went in my grandmother went in for a routine checkup to just check this out and they did a chest x-ray and she had lung cancer 
Hmm. So it started there. The voice never stopped. It was always there after that. In fact, and no matter who I was around or where I was, the voice would tell me what someone had going on with their health. So it was it was a really difficult process to get through childhood with this voice talking to me. And some people say to me, well, are you channeling? Because, you know, you know, is it like a that kind of thing? I actually am not channeling. So it's not a channeling thing. And then some people wonder, well, is it just intuition that you would know what's going on with someone or know a medical mystery with someone and be able to explain that to the doctor or however it is? And it's not even the intuition. Yes, I have intuition, but but all of us do. What it is, is I hear a voice from the outside of the ear and it's not coming from me. So it changes things in a dynamic where I can't stop it. It's just there all the time. It's always there. It doesn't matter if I'm on the plane, everybody walking by in the aisle, I'm going to be able to know and, and, get, and hear the voice that's telling me what's going on with each person walking down the aisle. It's something I've had to live with uh, since that age of four. So what was that like for a young child, Anthony? I can imagine, number one, I I also had an early childhood experience and a near-death experience at four. Wow. And I didn't realize that the rest of the world didn't see other realms the way I saw other realms. And I didn't really know that till much older. But you had this gift affirmed and validated so young. What was it like being a child trying to navigate and, and make sense of this? And did you begin using that gift right away? I used it. I used it right away. Uh, it was near impossible to um, as far as to get used to it or or get comfortable with it. That was that was a that didn't happen until later on. Um, getting comfortable with it. I mean, I, I had, for instance, you know, at age eight, um, I would, you know, be, be between the ages, actually eight and 10, I would climb trees and to the tallest trees possible. I mean, really dangerous trees I would climb and, uh, pine trees and, um, and our spruce trees. And I would go all the way up to the very top and I would carve in the top of these trees in the trunk up top that, you know, I wanted God's help to get rid of the voice. I wanted, I wanted to get rid of the middleman because, Spirit would always be talking to me all the time, and it was really difficult living this life. So I, I wanted to go above and beyond spirit and go around spirit's back, climb the trees, and start writing messages to God. Because I felt like if I asked God, help me, then, you know, spirit would hear that. So it was one of these things where I used to carve these messages like, I want to be free. I don't want to help people with their health in the future. I don't care about people's health. I don't want to know any answers. You know, I would I would carve all this stuff in until one day when I was when I did carve in Let Me Be Free, I slipped off the branch up there and was hanging for dear life. And I realized that I had to go down defeated. I, I got myself back up to safety and crawled down the tree and climbed down the tree. And it was um, and it was at that point where that was one of my defeated moments. There was different levels of being defeated by this. Uh, by this gift as I was growing up. And then, um, and so, but it was really, it was really uh, difficult because you would know what's going on. Friend, I remember being in class and my classmate who wasn't exhibiting any sickness or anything, Spirit told me my classmate, classmate had meningitis. So I went to the teacher and I said, Johnny's got, you know, meningitis and you need to do something about it. So the teacher was like, well, who told you? I understand. Is he, is he sick? Is he? So they, they asked him, are you feeling bad? Did you tell, did you tell Anthony you have meningitis? And it was this big ordeal and everything was fine. 
He didn't show up the next day because he came down with meningitis that night and had 105 temperature. So that's the the degree of what it is that I have to live with. Mm. That's a part of <laughs> a part of it, you know. And yeah, the struggle was there. I mean, the, you know, the struggle was there. I mean, I it's it's some people say to me, well, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal. There's a lot of people with with this kind of gift, and and I and I always have been looking for that, looking for that person that hears it from the outside. When you hear it from the outside, it's different. What that means is it doesn't matter what mode you're in or mood you're in. doesn't matter if you're sad. doesn't matter if you're happy. doesn't matter if you're angry. doesn't matter if you're frustrated, frustrated or depressed. The information's going to come through. doesn't matter if someone has me strung up by my feet, you know, hanging by a tree and they're hitting me with a stick. I'm going to know what's going on with that person. Spirit's still going to talk to me. So there's no, there's no like shut off switch on that level because it's coming from the outside. And when we have it coming from the inside and we get our messages there, you know, things can rock rock the boat. Our own emotional stuff can rock the boat, you know, all of it. So it, it really is, it really is a, a, a different level of frustration having to deal with this and growing up with it. It was quite a struggle. Mm, I can imagine public places and, you know, just movie theater and a bus or a plane or a big auditorium or gymnasium and just really needing some downtime oh yeah I imagine yeah. for your own health just needing some some away well, from you know, people I, time <laughs> i used to pull i used to tug people's sleeves and tell them what was wrong as a child and with what was going on oh you have diabetes oh you have this liver problem you have this condition you have this tumor and that was cute and all when you're little. And then I started getting older and became a teenager and then would tap someone on the shoulder and tell them that and that wasn't cool and i learned my lessons it was, you know, there was no guidebook. There's no guidebook. There was no school for this. There was no, you know, this is how you handle yourself. This is how you, you live your life with this. None of that was there. None of it at all. So it made it that difficult. And the struggle was evident because, you know, what happened, like I would say to spirit, well, who else has this gift? And spirit said, oh, we give a lot of people this gift. And I said, well, great. Let's tell me who they are. I want to meet them. And spirit says, well, they're not here. And I said, what do you mean they're not here? They didn't make it for the ride. I go, what does that mean? And spirit said, you may not make it for the ride because it's that hard to live with this. That means you may mm-hmm. jump ship. And so I had my time in, you know, in the teenager years where it's like, do I want to go on with this? You can't live normal. You can't live a normal life. This is all I'm ever going to do. I'm never going to have another job. I'm never going to be able to have a job or live a life differently or do goal, you know, pursue goals I wanted to do. I had no choice and knew that this was it. And only this. So I questioned, do I want to stay here? And I, I somehow persevered. I think, you know, a lot of that comes from family support. A lot of that comes from other avenues. But I, but I pushed through to get to this point. Hmm. Good for you. So <laughs> w- during that time of yeah. pushing through and, and learning, like you say, there's no guidebook or school. Do you communicate with spirit about when is it good to speak this truth to the stranger or when it's not? How, what have you What have you learned about reading strangers? We know in the what happen what would happen is you know if I would tap tap on someone's shoulder and I was fourteen years old and say look you have you have this going on in your body the stranger may say how did you get get a hold of my medical records 
So it was there. Basically, I just learned the hard way. You just don't tap on people's shoulders anymore. Um, you know, it would have to be, you would have to more or less kind of just, I mean, when I was a caddy on a golf course, trying to change up my life a little bit, I was 11 years old and I was on a golf course and I figured, well, let me just try to keep my mind off of things. You know, I, I like the sport. Why don't I just try this? And I was giving advice to all these golfers with golfers, with all the different ailments they have and inflammation and what's causing it. And, and uh, they were using the information. So here I am 11 years old helping people out. So it, it, it came with me no matter where I went, could not get rid of it. There was no shaking it. And then finally it had to come to that, you know, that breaking point where, look, I'm committed. I can't ignore it. I have to stay committed from here on out. And mm. since then, you know, that's, that's what I've done. And now people pay you to do consultations with them and to do readings and you write this book and holy moly, it's like, you can't be that you're so young. And yet this, this book is so full of, of actually, I, I mentioned it's like a reference manual. It, it talks about different kinds of diagnosis where we've gone wrong and, and what we're getting right and how to treat them and very detailed detailed ways of herbs, supplements, diets, foods, other things, and then case histories. And, and you, you talk about story after story. It's fascinating, but it's not like read this before you go to bed and, and enjoy it. It's really an intense manual, a reference manual for people to get into. How would you summarize this book for our listeners? Um, maybe some of the basic diagnoses that we're getting sure. wrong. Let's just, sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest medical blunders of all time is not understanding what Epstein-Barr does. So when someone gets mono at a young age and then they have, you know, a woman gets, mo you know, mono in her teenager, teen, in her teens or early twenties. And then maybe 10 years later or 12 years later, she has a baby and she's having a baby in her early thirties. And then it hits her hard where she's fatigued, can't function, can't get out of bed, hair is falling out, all these kinds of problems. That's just one, one example. This is late stage Epstein-Barr. What happened is that we put Epstein-Barr kind of behind us. We just said, you know what? We're going to forget about this because it, it's not causing people's trouble. Actually, there's the truth about Epstein-Barr is it goes through different levels of, of symptoms occur that like fibromyalgia, that's all from Epstein-Barr. That's past Epstein-Barr, past meaning past infection. And the medical model doesn't know how to distinguish what's what past infection means now. We don't have the, um, the medical research, medical science is not caught up at all in understanding how the virus works. And this is a great mistake because chronic fatigue syndrome is, is a result of Epstein-Barr virus. Not every fatigue case is a result from Epstein-Barr virus, but many of them are. Many of the fibromyalgia cases, rheumatoid arthritis is because of Epstein-Barr. And what that's another blunder we have. We use the C-reactive protein test, the ANA test. We use these different tests, but we're not finding the actual cause. So we just stamp a tag on it. Like, for instance, Hashimoto's. We stamp a tag like this is your body attacking itself. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune illness. And that's what they say. But 
It's not true. Epstein bars related to Hashimoto's. That's what inflames the thyroid and causes Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So a big, not a big part, but a section of this book describes if you have tingles and numbness, ringing in the ears, it, um, even heart palpitations, much of this is caused by late stage Epstein bar, aches and pains, um, brain fog. These are caused by neurotoxins from Epstein bar. But no one's on it. No one's got their finger on it. Sure, 40 years from now, maybe. But, you know, who has 10 or 20 or 30 years to wait for answers? So Spirit allowed me to put this in, in here, the book, the information, information I've helped so many others, so that it's here so people can get the help they need. Mm. Epstein-Barr is a big one that you talk about. And, and a lot of what you talk about is that anti-inflammatory and a lot of our autoimmune disorders um, are really tied to other things and so so Anthony did you like once this gift didn't go away and you committed yourself to it are you studying the body never, and anatomy and medical never books? studied never studied never looked at a medical book don't have one one never took a course in any form or on any way spirit said do not do that mm-hmm. because it, it can throw you it can throw you in the wrong direction so i had to be one of these blank slates that just took the information from spirit and just use that information and and that's how I've had the success I've had. And that's why I know how Epstein-Barr works. If I went to school, I would just be taught that you either had it as mono and that's it. It goes away. Forget about it. Don't even worry. Move on with your life. That's what I would be taught in medical school about Epstein-Barr. But Epstein-Barr goes to these different levels. There's four stages. And the thyroid is one stage. It goes inside the liver. It releases a neurotoxin. It gives people all the different insomnia, you know, um, hot flashes, aches and pains. Like I said, tingles and numbness, brain fog, memory loss. It causes a lot more than anybody even knows. And I wouldn't know that if I went to school. Yeah, so, so here you have, this is just one example, but I'm, I'm curious with Epstein-Barr, um, you have a really comprehensive chapter on this and, and talk about it more. So I'm going to encourage our listeners to check out the book Medical Medium. It is an incredible reference manual. But Anthony, help, help me understand and our listeners as well. Do you, are you noticing trends in our Western world, like here we are in the United States, or is it just this global thing that's happening? How, well, you know, how- it's a it's a global thing. There's it just in the U.S. alone. There's 200 million Americans with symptoms that are mystery illness. Now, if you think about that, 200 million Americans got mis- some kind of mystery symptom or mystery illness or a diagnosed illness that's still a mystery. A great mistake that we have, it's one of the great mistakes, is we've done something wrong with mystery illness. We just say it's the six kids in Idaho that came down with the mysterious fever altogether. That's the only way we talk about mystery illness now. When in reality, Hashimoto's thyroiditis was a mystery back in the early 1900s. It's still the same mystery now. The best we have is your thyroid's inflamed after a 100 years So it's still a mystery illness. 
So is uh, all the all of them, all the dip Sjogren's um, is a mystery illness. Like I said, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis is still a mystery illness. They're all mysteries. And until we actually come to terms with the fact that they're still mysteries, are we ever going to move forward? And the medical research and the medical science is going to dig deeper and funding will go in the right places. But for some reason, we packaged up these symptoms. We're claiming they're not mysteries anymore. And then we're just calling it a day. It's another massive mistake that's going to keep people sick for so long. Julie, Julie, you know, when I run into a, a person uh, who has been sick for 20 or 30 years with a diagnosis, they never thought ever that that 20 or 30 years they've been sick years later that their own daughter would have the same problem without a cure yet or without a knowing, without an answer yet. This is happening every day to millions of people and globally and also in the U.S. Um, so how can you wait 20 years with a diagnosis of, say, RA or MS, and then your daughter or your son has it too 20, 30 years later? It's, it's unbelievable. And people are like, how can this be? How can we be three decades into this and still no answers? But yet we're claiming this isn't a mystery illness anymore. So this is kind of where we're heading. (laughs) Yeah, and you also take, so even people with differing um, symptoms that might not have any of these diagnoses, and and your book shows that, um, it shows a pattern, and it shows that consider something totally different than maybe what you believe to be true. So it's really fascinating. So just before the break, we just have a few more minutes before the break, but you bring up like RA. And so medical science says, well, we can treat it. We can kind of prolong the symptoms and drag it out with a lot of different medical interventions, but you're going to have it and it's debilitating. Can it be cured? What do we know about RA? Two minutes or less. First of all, when you know the cause of something, when you know the cause of something, anything's possible. That's the whole point. There's two things you need. You have to know a cause and then you have to know what to do about it. You have those two things. Yes, you can heal. There's no question. I've seen plenty of people recover from RA. The problem is they say RA is autoimmune, which is your body attacking itself. That's not true. RA is a viral condition. And until they wake up and see that, will people move forward? But yes, people can heal with that. Mm fascinating fascinating okay so i know we probably have lots of listeners right now like on the edge of their seat thinking how do i get a hold of this guy and how do i get a hold of this book so i want to before the break make sure they know how to get a hold of you so let's tell our listeners how they can reach you what what website where do they go sure medicalmedium.com That's the website, medicalmedium.com. I have a Facebook page that I put out all this information every single day about healing fruits and vegetables, uh, secrets about healing fruits and vegetables, herbs, spices, teas. Also, I, I provide lots of information all different ways. I have a private Facebook group where I answer questions all the time and you can, you know, join into that, um, as well. There's so many ways of getting information that we offer, but medicalmedium.com. Excellent. Okay. We are talking with Anthony William. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, let's talk about the soul, the heart, the spirit. What are those things? How do they affect your health? And then I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about some of the trends that are coming up and what does that really mean for our health? So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Anthony William. 
Have you ever dreamed of being a karate master? Well, stop dreaming and start chopping with the Karate Glove. Hi, my name's Molly, inventor of the Karate Glove, and I have just one and a half words for you. Hiya! The Karate Glove chops through anything. Just put it on and instantly chop through wood, concrete, brick walls, trees, small cars. It can even chop through these eight guitars. It chops things. If I can invent a karate glove, just imagine what you can do. Visit inventnow.org to get started on your invention. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. It's Haya time. Come to the forest. It's a place not so far away. A place where you don't have to mow the lawn or babysit. I saw lizards and squirrels and bugs, ladybugs, caterpillars. It's really cool, actually. A place where you don't have to make time for free time. Lots and lots of kinds of species here. Out here, you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you, the enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you. My favorite tree, yes, is that one. The free-to-be-me you. <laughs> Ask your parents to take you to this not-so-far-away place. Come to the forest, where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This week's episode, Danger at the Old Well. Last one to the old well's a rotten egg. Ha-ha, I win. Whoa! Ah! Sassy! Johnny fell down the well. I'm wet. What, Sassy? You know where Mr. Gunderson keeps his rope? Go get it, girl. What? You'd rather use his time to set people straight about shelter pet adoption? I'm cold. People shouldn't be afraid to adopt from a shelter? Because shelter pets are screened for sound health and temperament? I'm wet and cold! Sassy, what about Johnny? <laughs> what? Let Johnny sit in the well until he learns to be more self-reliant? Sassy! What do you say? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt! Back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Julie Kroll. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. We're talking with medical medium, Anthony William. And if you're inspired by this conversation as I am today, and maybe you want to listen to it again or share it with others, you can visit our website, thedrjulieshow.com. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. You'll also find archives of all of our other shows and listing for upcoming guests. And also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, all things connected with Dr. Julie. You can find Anthony at medicalmedium.com and there's links right there to his Facebook page. Okay, Anthony, I know this is like really opening our minds even more when we think about this. And and the trend that I was thinking about is um, 
we've really moved in toward holistic medicine and we talk about mind, body and spirit and yet not always do we have the same definition of what is soul, what is spirit, what is heart. And you talk a little bit about emotions and soul, spirit, heart in your book as well. And I'm just wondering if you could clarify for that, what is the role of the mind, body, and this holistic thinking? And <laughs> how does it all fit into this conversation? Well, you know, and and look, I, and when I say this, so look, we Belief systems are really powerful out there, you know, and if you have a belief system and, you know, it feels right and it feels good, you know, you stay with that. There's no question. Um, you know, it's like it's the same thing with nutritional belief systems and people have nutritional belief systems and they, you know, and they stay strong on that. And so everybody, you know, feels feels out and how they how they work with things and what feels right to them. Um, one of the things I talk about, which is a little different, this is a little different, is about soul, spirit, and heart. And one thing that it, it is interesting is what spirit has taught me, and I use the term spirit, it's the easiest way, first of all, uh, for me to, you know, to, to say. And, and what happens is that with our soul, spirit, and heart, these are separate things. These are separate things. And someone would say, well, maybe they'll say, um, look, uh, soul and spirit are the same thing. How can you say they're separate? Actually, they really are. You know, our soul, which resides inside of us, is different than our spirit. And I'll tell you why. Spirit is your will. That's your intention and will. That's what spirit is. It's your intention. It's your will. And it's your strength. Those are the three things spirit is. Intention, will, and strength. You want to pick up that glass of water? You want to will it to your mouth and take a sip because you know if you don't drink water, you'll get dehydrated? That's your spirit doing that. Your soul is still separate from that. That's what goes on there. Your heart is your physical heart inside the body. That's even still separate as well. And so, the, the, you know, this is this is a, a um, this information that was taught very young by spirit. So I would understand it when someone would say, "Well, what's a ghost? What's a spirit?" We often say we often you know refer to a spirit out there. Actually, souls. That's what leaves here. That's what leaves here when we leave. Years, years, years down the road, when we leave here, that's what leaves. It's our soul. Our spirit is an intention. It's a strength. It's a will. And um, and so that's something I talk about in the book a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you really clarify it. And you also talk about our heart and, and the relationship with emotion and compassion and joy and, and those things as well. And I, I love that conversation. So what do you say to a lot of these um, health practitioners nowadays who are really trying to bring mind, body, spirit back together and, and work. And sometimes things are as simple as a virus. You know, it, first of all, um, some amazing things occurred. Uh, we've had this holistic movement burst on the scene a few times in history. What I mean by that is back in the 1800s, when any time anybody ever went to the doctor in the 1800s, they would get a mercury elixir to drink. So it would be a tonic. It would be a glass of water called Quicksilver and it would be laced with mercury. So if you, if you sent your husband to the doctor, he would come back like maddened and insane. 
And it didn't matter if you were a child, didn't matter if you were an adult, didn't matter if, you know, who it was and, and, you know, an elder. If you went to the doctor, they gave you this mercury elixir. And what happened was the industry was going out of business. So the medical industry, the medical model, conventional medical model, universities were all going down the tubes by the, by the mid 1800s because no one would go to a doctor anymore. So what occurred right after that was an explosion of holistic medicine. That was one of the times in history where there's this explosion, chiropractors, homeopathy. That was the beginning of all of that naturopathy. That was the beginning. The reason why is because no one would go to doctors anymore because they would get poisoned by an elixir, a tonic that was called Quicksilver. It was called Quicksilver. So, and it was happening in Europe and in the US. So, well, the medical model stopped using Quicksilver. That was taken out. That was you know, that wasn't the method when you went to the doctor anymore because they needed business again. But it was an amazing moment in time because that's one time the holistic movement exploded. Now there was another time in the late seventies, early eighties when women were tired of being told they're crazy. This was the second time women were told they were crazy. They had fatigue. They went to the doctor. They were told they were crazy or lazy or needed to join the PTA. That's what happened. So right around the turn, right around that, the 19, late 1970s, early 80s, right around that, an explosion of naturopaths, holistic MDs, um, you know, holistic doctors, homeopaths, chiropractors all exploded on the scene right at that time. The first naturopath entered into California, the state of California, right at that time. So think about that. And And so that was the second wave because women were tired of being told that their sickness was all in their head. Now we have a third wave. We have a whole third wave occurring. And what's interesting, though, conventional doctors and holistic doctors are now working together for the first time in history, really. I mean, it happened a little bit in the past. It wasn't completely shut down. But now it's everybody's almost working together like things are changing in history now. And so holistic medicine is is coming to a new place all in its own, like like we're like you were saying about what's happening. Hmm. So <laughs> I, I love this and I love putting it into perspective of our history as we look at this. And you did mention beliefs are really, really powerful. So can our beliefs make us sick? Yes. Can our beliefs heal us? Well, look, they don't. It doesn't help to not have faith. It doesn't help to not have hope. It doesn't help to be frustrated and upset and angry and depressed. It doesn't help to be injured emotionally. It doesn't, none of that helps. It, it, you know, that's true. And so in order to heal, you want to be, you know, you want to be as easy going on yourself. You want to have, you want to have that connection to uh, you being a good person. People think they cause their own illness completely out there. That's what happens is when someone gets sick and they get, say, a viral issue, even Epstein-Barr, they think that they're a bad person. They think they caused this. They let their family down. No one knows what's wrong with them. They're going to doctor to doctor. Then they get told they have Lyme disease. Then they get told they got something else. And it's this endless merry-go-round. They break down emotionally, break down mentally, and the soul just starts to get kind of broken down. And that occurs every day out here in the world and and, in the U.S. And and in fact, tens of thousands, tens of thousands plus way more than that. That's a small number to how many women are going through this alone and some men. So basically, um, with all that occurring and happening, it's really difficult for people so they can they can accidentally get swallowed up into it and it doesn't help the healing process. They get kind of broken. And so it 
it, it doesn't help. And it, 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 that's why so many other good things are out there. Like there's meditation that people like, and there's yoga and there's, there's, you know, health holistic counselors and all these different things to kind of support people and their time of need that didn't exist as much as it does today. That's, that's a new thing too. Yeah. And, and the role of nutrition, you do a beautiful job with that. I want to use this as an example because I think it's really important as we're putting all these pieces together, Anthony, because so in my family, my, both of my parents have multiple autoimmune disorders. My dad passed a year and a half ago and all kinds of inflammatory disease. And then Two of my sisters have had autoimmune disorders, multiple. And I remember coming to a point in my life saying, um, the doctor going, ooh, we need to refer you to the rheumatologist. We need to, you know, the same thing of all those angry women out there where the doctors weren't listening to them. <laughs> and, you know, this is yeah. more than a decade ago, I think. I need to go look it up. But literally, I changed my life from that moment. I changed so many things about my life and especially how how I ate and and what I did because I made up my mind I'm I'm not going to have autoimmune disorders which from that point forward my life was improved immensely I went from not being able to walk a block to walking 4 miles a day within 30 days of just doing a, a medical cleanse a, a nutrition cleanse you talk you have a a cleanse here in the book that that I really appreciate and and love that about you so do you want to talk a little bit about that we have so many people out there who are really being overdiagnosed here. There's all of these yes. things going on with families and, and go ahead. Sure. One thing that's most important is some truth has to be kind of let out or understood. And the one of that one of those truths is that autoimmune is not the body attacking itself. You know, if if I left the doctor's office and was told, hey, I, I have an autoimmune condition and I said, well, what is that? And they said, well, that's your body destroying itself. And I was driving home. I would I would feel like, you know, terrible. So and and so this is a mistake made by the industry. The reason why autoimmune, the term came to light was because the medical model did not know what was wrong with someone. So they needed to blame somebody. It's easier to blame you because, hey, you know, it's your body. It's attacking itself. The truth is your body doesn't attack itself. There's another cause. And um, even the best holistic doctors, unfortunately, that put out information on autoimmune, they th they blame, you know, wheat and they blame, you know, wheat products and mycotoxins. But they don't even know it's more than that. It's because you have to get away from that understanding that the body's attacking itself. You have to leave that in order for the world to change with this. And the truth is something is instead causing the problem. And it's not just wheat. Well, how come someone else can eat all the wheat and chocolate cake they want for decades and not have any autoimmune symptoms it's because there's something else. So the first thing with someone that has some kind of condition, the truth has to be there so they could start the healing process. And that's your body's not attacking itself. There's something else causing this. We're going to get down to the truth. We're going to get down to the cause. And that's the first part of healing. I noticed since spirit taught me that, that that's the most important part right there alone. So someone, the blame isn't on their body because mentally and emotionally, it breaks you down when the blame was put on your body just because research and science isn't up to snub. So that's the first point, uh, Julie, that's critical. 
Thank you. Yeah, that's an important piece. And and a lot of times we also hear that it's mental. It's all in your mind. And you dispel <laughs> that as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really sad. That's a really sad one. I mean, think about it. You have hardworking people. You have people that are, you know, taking care of their families. You got people that are, are, are working hard in different ways. And, and, it, and they're told that it's in their mind or it's mental. And that's really, really hard all in its own. Um, that, that's a whole nother level of it that takes it to a whole nother place. So these are the things that have to be cleaned up a little bit. And, you know, and, in order to move forward. And then, of course, when you know what's really underneath it and the cause of these things and you know what to do for it, you can move forward from there. Fortunately, the holistic movement is moving in such a great place with foods now that it's not just three people 25 years ago telling people to eat better. You know, I remember 30 years ago doing this and God forbid if I said don't eat wheat. God forbid if I said don't eat wheat. I mean, you don't know what could happen by saying, hold off, you know, the cheese, hold off wheat back 25 plus years ago. It was a disaster because nobody knew it was just a, there was just a handful of people that are like, OK, yeah, don't don't do that. And you shouldn't do that now. Thank God. The message is out. There's foods we have to change. There's better, better foods to eat. We're learning all that. Thank goodness. And that's giving us an edge. Yes. That's the one thing I, I, I want to really point out to our listeners again, Anthony, is your book is so comprehensive. So you have chapters on gut health and Lyme's disease and what to eat, what not to eat, and, and even how to do a cleanse. Let's do, if you're up for it, I have had, um, and I, I have no idea how this will go, but I'm brave and I trust the process here. So if you could do a little reading for me and share our share with our listeners how this works and and what you do because obviously I've had a huge um health challenge the last 15 16 months most of our listeners know about that one but there's probably other things that you could pick up on and then teach me what I need to address and what's at the root of this and what I can do to to help I mean, look, you, you're healthy. You need to know that. That's number one. There's nothing, there's nothing so scary that you have to be in fear over. So Thank that, you. that's, yeah, <laughs> that's critical. <laughs> I mean, you, you have a sluggish liver. There's no question about that. So there's, there's a liver problem. The liver's not working like it should be. That's one thing that's important. Um, and the thyroid is, 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 is also hypo. So there's, there's all kinds of issues with the, with the thyroid that's going on. Um, these two areas need to be addressed. There's no question. Your adrenals are underactive. So that's another thing that, sh- that needs to be addressed as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's pretty easy to throw a different diagnosis on you, meaning not me, but if you go to the doctors and everything, you can get different levels of diagnoses. Um, but you're, you're, what's behind everything with you is low grade viral. So you're dealing with a viral condition. So that, that, that's what spirit tells me is being behind. Uh, the majority of all your trouble. So if you head to a doctor, it, you can get any label could get slapped on you in a heartbeat. Um, but you, you look good, though. Well, thank you. So when we say low grade viral and these three things, I would imagine are probably related. What might I do for optimal health or to treat this today? Uh, 16, gla- 16 ounces of celery juice once a day. Spirit says is critical to get the liver back in place to where it needs to be. 
because uh, you, you can get some digestive problems all on its own just from the liver being where it is right now. So you want 60 up, 16 ounces of celery juice, drink a glass of celery juice once a day by itself. You don't put anything else in there. This is no kale or fruit. No, (laughs) Well, you can still have you can still have that on another juice. You could still make another juice (laughs) or another smoothie. You can still do that. But 16 ounces of celery juice by itself once a day and then do another one that you like with all the good stuff, with all the thrills and and chills and, and everything else in there. However, but um. And, and so, but with this, that's one thing that's critical. Um, another thing you need, you, you need to address a low grade, like an antiviral protocol is, is imperative. Uh, you have a methylation, uh, concern too. So spirit says methylation absorption is not, not as good as it needs to be too. So that's a piece of it. That's a piece of the puzzle that's coming on. So, you know, your diet has to get better. Um, more fruits and vegetables, more leafy greens. Okay. That's not rocket science right there. <laughs> more fruits and vegetables, more leafy greens need to do that. Um, definitely spirit says with you, definitely no dairy products, no eggs. So no eggs, no dairy. Um, you got a calcification in the breast. Uh, it looks like too. So I'm actually just seeing that now from spirit and on the radar. So in the breast, there's, there's a calcification, two calcifications. So there's two things in there, two spots. Um, and, um, but overall, um, you, you overall, I mean, you, you know, you're looking pretty good. Well, thank you. That's, that's really good advice. And, and what you just did was you looked at three things, four things now, and then five with the calcification in the breast that are probably all interrelated that could present in a multitude of ways with symptoms. If I would present at the doctor, I, I, they could say, well, you have this, you have that, you have this. And what they you did say- is you went... Yeah, they could say you have lupus. They could say you have, you know, I mean, they can go go to town with this one. You can. Yes. Yes. So see, my sister with lupus can listen to this and go, oh, my gosh, I want to learn from Anthony. This is really fascinating. So here's another thing, Anthony. So I'm still in recovery from multiple broken bones in my left leg and um do you deal with things like this? So, for example, well, it's, it's not a that's not an or, that's not an organic illness. So mm-hmm. what happens is that you, you bang your leg. Um, yeah. You, you know, you got that's see people say to me, well, do you like medical uh, science and medical research? I love it because we can remove aneurysms out of people's brains. I, I love it because when you break your leg, they don't do what they did in the old days, took two boards, tied it up with a vine. Mm hmm. And so, so, but the broken bone part, that stuff isn't the rest of the stuff like that, you know, that has to be set, that has to be put together, you know, they'll throw, you know, throw some hardware on in there. That's all good. And, um, and so, yeah, I deal with that a lot, uh, with people, but it's, it's not the major, it's not the major concern, you know, when yeah. we, when we the fall on our butt, of, yep. yeah, when we fall on our butt and we, we, we crack, we, you know, fracture our pelvic bone, you know, it's, yeah, these things are always happening and, you know, we slip on ice and we get hurt that way, but, you know, but there's a way to rehab and there's a way to heal from most of those things. And we have a direction. There's, there's a direction. We, it's black and white and, but it's everything else that's tormenting people. That's not black and white. Yeah. Well, I want to say this though, too, Anthony, because my wisdom tells me that, whether I, you know, if I break six bones and I'm still recovering, that's one thing. But 
literally, if I'm eating eggs and dairy and not enough leafy greens and my liver's sluggish and my thyroid's hypo, I'm not in optimal health and functioning to help those bones do the work of healing. That's true too. Exactly. That's true too. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if you have like the low grade viral thing that you've been dealing with, which is in your family line, Mm -hmm. um, that low grade viral thing that can also interfere too. So that's why we're addressing that mostly. So it doesn't get in the way of the healing of the bones. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. So did you tell me what I need to do for my low grade viral? Yeah. Lysine is critical. You need to flood your system with lysine, spirit says, and you have to get your zinc reserves back up. So um, you are zinc deficient. In fact, um, this is a zinc deficiency that that is inherently within the family of yours. So we have to get your zinc up to par. So that's another thing. And B12, you have to have the the adenosilcobalamin B12. That's the critical piece for you for methylation. That's that's for the liver because your methylation problem is that's developing is off the liver. That's from the liver getting sluggish and more stagnant because it has a low grade viral issue uh, in, inside the liver. So you need uh, adenosilcobalamin. So that's different than methylcobalamin. So when people go to the store and they get methylcobalamin, you need both. You need the adenosil is, is actually the most important too for, for this. That's huge. Um, that alone can change how your sister's even feeling because it's, it's that, it's that needed for, for what's happening. Hmm. Well, that, I think this is really fascinating and, and I just want to, to remind our listeners that a lot of this is in the book. You don't have to call Anthony and be on a waiting list to get a consultation <laughs> with him because I know you're super, super busy and, and you have a waiting list, but this book and, and Anthony, I just want to congratulate you again, New York times bestselling. Um, and really it goes into all the details. And so it's kind of like this reference manual. You can go to the table of contents or the index in the back and look up things and, and understand. So a lot of what you're telling me today um, about the liver and the thyroid, literally someone can go to this book and go, I have these symptoms too. And what does this really mean for me? But um, I'm not discouraging them. If you want a session with Anthony, you can do that as well. But I just want to <laughs> remind everybody the book is quite extensive. So congratulations, Anthony. How long did it take you to write this? It took a long time getting the information from spirit. Um, there's no citations. It's all from spirit. It's all fresh. It's not, you know, information that's in, you know, 50 other books over the last 20 years and then and then recycled and put back in. This is new, actually new information that comes from spirit. So it's a whole different ballpark. It gives people an opportunity um, to, to move forward and heal. And it's critical. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I love your approach and I really appreciate you clarifying how this comes and, and literally it's not cited in here, but you, you have so much medical wisdom, you know, coming from a medical field myself, I, I look at it and I just go, wow. Um, the spirit that's guiding you knows a thing or two. So Anthony, <laughs> it has been so much fun having you here today. I really appreciate our conversation. 
No, you're welcome. It's been an honor being here. Do the things spirit wants to do this way. Yes, the leg will actually come along a little faster and it won't get inflamed with any kind of mystery inflammation through the process. Yeah. So absolutely do those other things. It's an honor to be here. It's critical that uh, people get the information so they're not lost and they're not swimming out there in the merry-go-round. And so I'm honored that you even brought me on here today so I could share the information. It's a great honor, you know. Amazing. Bless you so much for having me here. Mm, thank you. And again, I want to just remind our listeners, we're talking with Anthony William. You can go to medicalmedium.com. And of course, you can always connect with me on my website, juliecrawl.com or the drjulieshow.com. So thank you again, Anthony. Thank you listeners for tuning in. Together, we are creating greater connectivity and that's always a good thing, a good thing for the greater good of our whole. So until next time, I'm wishing you all conscious love and connection. Bye for now. <laughs> 